Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my amazing friend, Michelle, with one L, Van Dusen, who did what, it again. What? You did it again. You just did it again. I was like, here, let me get my phone on. Do not And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Wait, you're always sneaking up on me. You're a sneaky little bugger, aren't you? No, no, I'm not. I'm not a... I, Look, there's like three or four different things that I have to hit to start the show. And so if yeah. I start with start broadcast, then it pulls up another tab. And then if I go to hit the video thingy, it closes that other tab. So I'm just over yes. here just frantically trying to hit these buttons. Yeah. And- you were talking technical stuff. So my brain went, <laughs> I think I have peanut M&Ms in the cabinet. What'd she say? Doohickey thingy? What are we talking about? Okay. Speaking of words, doohickeys. <laughs> So what what did you say just a little bit ago? You were we were talking about a comedian, um, and, and you described him, and you said he has a what? What'd you call it? Uh, the beard style that he has. I said I think it's a Van Dyke. I have never in my life heard of a Van Dyke. I had to look it up. Okay, so Michelle, you're so hip because that word's from the 18th century. This is why I didn't know what it was. Hip you're like or old. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying because, okay. So you remind me of my mom. I always say that my mom uses 50 cent words to get a 10 cent thought across to like, she was, she has a vocabulary that's insane. I was taking her home from church one day and, and there was a couple walking down the road and she goes, Oh, look at him out for a constitutional. Wow. And wow. I'm like, what? A what? Ooh, and she goes, anymore. exactly. She said they're out on a constitutional. Row. Yeah, a constitutional. But she would also tell us to uh, stick it in our doodle sack if we were on our nerves. (laughs) And it's a real thing. Do you know what a doodle sack is? You probably don't want to guess. I don't want to know what you think a doodle sack is. It's another word for bagpipes. So she would tell us to (laughs) shove it in our bagpipes, but she would call it the doodle sack. So that was always good. And then I'm trying to think of like. Originally were made from. Oh, was it a poop bag? <laughs> That's why it was a doodle sack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Was it the, was it, it was the bladder, right? That's a pee pee. It was the bladder. So yeah, that's not a poop bladder. sack. It should have been sticking in your pee pee sack. <laughs> but doodle sack's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've just been canceled. Uh- <laughs> no. You know what? If they don't like it, they can stick it in their doodle sack. I don't care. Uh, you're, I you don't now care. have to put some money in the swear jar. I'm just saying. Or I'm that, sorry, the inappropriate jar is. Okay. If you want to do it. Man, that's a stretch. Yeah. If we got to go inappropriate, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm bankrupt. I'm just going to go and hand you my penny bank. So speaking of words, since we're talking about yeah. words, you were about to read me something off your, the bag that you had like from your tea. And okay. So before you read it, I'm I'm sure you have to like look for it. But today or yesterday, I found um, a pack of gum. Okay, I'll cover the name brand. Uh, oh, you know, because they're extra hard to read. I'm it is sure extra hard to read with my finger you're, across there. You're holding there. But it said the other one said extra funny, and so I thought it was going to be like Laffy Taffy. 
and that you would open it up and it would have like, you know, a funny joke or whatever on it. Yeah. And, and it came in a two pack. And then this one said extra awesome. But then it just says on the thing, you're extra awesome or you're extra kind or you're extra funny. Like what's the deal with all these companies taking over, like, you know, just copying what Dove has been doing forever with their chocolate. I know, I know. But do we need our food to inspire us? Are my food, like my food, the Dove chocolate, it needs to say, you're extra big. You need to put this down. <laughs> Stop eating so much chocolate. You have extra hips. <laughs> put down the chocolate. But you are about to like, you're about to read some beautiful saying that your tea, like the, the, the bag, do you have it? Do you know what it said? I do. I do. Um, I just, I think Dove should actually say, uh, you have two hips. You need to have more pieces. Like, I think that's, you think you that's it. let's fill eat, all eat another space. one. Let's fill all the empty spaces. Yeah. Well, what did the um, tea say? The tea said, lift up others with your peaceful presence. So here's what I'm thinking, Michelle. You're always telling me kind and inspirational things. And I thought that it was original thoughts that you truly thought about me. But I now realize that back. you just drank, <laughs> you just drank a cup of tea and you were like, June, your joy is like sunshine. And I'm like, wait, what? So from now on, every time you say something kind to me, I'm going to be like, whatever, stick it in your doodle sack. Go sip a cup of tea because you're extra lying to me right now. <laughs> okay. You know who and what is extra amazing? Yes. Our guest. Our guest. I was going to say it, Michelle. You always have to take the fun from it. No. Yes. Tell us. Okay. So we have an extra amazing guest today. Tell us all about yes. it. Okay. So Dave is an improv comedian. He's an improv coach. He's a credentialed minister, a former pro wrestler. Uh, he leads a Chicago-based improv ministry team called The Well-Versed Comedy. He hosts the Gifts for Glory podcast. You know, we were on that one. We were. Super fun. What? And, uh, you know, and so on that podcast, they celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Let's welcome to Laugh Support, Davey Burke! Woo! <laughs> He's holding a sign that says, my brain has too many tabs open. <laughs> that was a uh, birthday present because, uh, like Michelle, recently I celebrated a milestone birthday. Uh, I hit 40. and Because oh. um, I know that recently she celebrated her 50 plus, which I call yes. the, the, the 50 cross <laughs> because, you know. Yes. Uh, 40, right. Dave. Oh, that's adorable. You're 40. You little thing. So you young, young. little thing. <laughs> well, well I, I feel a lot older than, than 40. It's more of the, the mileage and less of the years. Yeah. Well, it could be the wrestling, man. That's a, I mean, you beat yourself to death. My, my kid, he's a, he's a football player and he's just played his junior and senior year in high school. And he's already walking around like a 98 year old. I can't imagine... <laughs> pro wrestler that you, you know, the physical abuse that you've given to your body. But how do you feel about 40? Are you, cause when I turned 30, I was like, cool, I'm 30. When I turned 40, I was like, Hey, that's cool. Like God gave me another year. Some people freak out about those milestones. Other people like Michelle just print a banner, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> how, did, how did you let, let's clarify. I did not print that banner for myself. I'm My sure you friend didn't. did. My friends did. So you need to, you know, get some friends as amazing as mine. That's all. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm your friend. You uh, are my Never friend. mind. I totally did that myself. You should do that yourself. Well, back to Dave. Dave, how do you feel about the 40? How do you feel about it? 
It feels the same way as 39 did. Yeah. Um, because turning 40 in the middle of the end of a pandemic, it's like mm. the same as 39, same as, you know, 38. So uh, the only difference is now uh, people now realize that I am old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, but 40 is not even old anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I was a kid, like 50 was old, but like, you know, women weren't doing Botox and dyeing their hair as much and doing all of that stuff. So you really can't, like, you can't tell much anymore. I don't know. Are you thinking Botox, Dave? Do you think you're going to go that direction? Probably not. Uh, no? Not in the budget. And, um, you know. You don't want to just inject poison in your brain? Are you sure? Are you no. sure? No. There are a lot of debates on social media about injecting poison. And, yeah, I'm not going to do any of it. Oh, this is true. This is true. There's it. Yep. There it is. Whoop. There it is. Hey, so I asked you if you had any weird words that you knew earlier before we popped on. Do you have any weird words that we could learn from you? Um, onomatopoeia. <laughs> That's one of my favorite words. That's one of my favorite words. I don't know why would I learn, but I got in trouble in school when I heard onomatopoeia because it would make me giggle. Yeah. I would just be like, I don't know what that is, but it's cracking me up. So <laughs> you actually picked my favorite word. Okay, so let's let's talk comedy. Wait, let's can talk you spell about it comedy. though? Can you spell it? I T. Well, Oh, Michelle! You did it. You did that to me the other. Michelle did that to me the other day too. That's just classic. You guys, classic comedians. Okay, so comedy. Yeah. So you're on laugh support, and uh, basically we just dive into who who was your laugh support whenever you first started in comedy. Now I know you're you're more of an improv guy. Now, do I have it correct that just recently you started doing just the straight up stand up? Is that right? I am dabbling in stand-up um, just because, you know, I got to get off the couch. Um, but uh, uh, the the idea of scripting comedy has always been kind of daunting to me because I I tend to be very verbose, as we will find out in the next 20 minutes. Uh, it's hard for me to be very succinct and just hit to the punchline. I, I like to, you know, kind of do the circle, you know, kind of circle in and then come into land. Whereas I just need to learn how to just come into land. Yeah. So what? So as you started, so we'll kind of talk about improv first because okay. that's that's what you've had the most um, uh, kind of background in when it comes to comedy. And it's interesting because when you say scripted comedy, yeah, I don't know. My brain just went, oh, we're scripted, you know. And but I don't, I don't do improv because I've tried it a couple times. Here's why I can't do it. I have no self control. Once I get the thought in my mind, I lose it. I'm laughing. I can't get the line out. I'm 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 having so much fun. I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I actually absolutely loved it. But I'm no good for a partner because they're I'm laughing. I know what I'm thinking. You know, I, I I'm I'm cracking up. But I've I've only tried improv a few times now. When you started doing improv. Did you have somebody who was a mentor to you, somebody who was your support, who brought you in and kind of showed you how to do it or, or supported you as you, you started that journey? It was very interesting. Most of my improv training comes from, um, as many that are watching on YouTube will see, my uh, big boy buddy Love was my wrestling name. Yes. So much of my improv training was in pro wrestling. So uh, so that training, I had mentors, uh, uh, guys like... Uh, uh, Nobody's going to know these names because they're wrestlers in uh, Southern West Virginia and Virginia. Uh, Scotty Rocker. Um, yes. Frank Parker. 
Uh, Jimmy <laughs> the big show. No, he wasn't on there. He wasn't there. Although that when I had just the goatee or maybe the, the Van Dyke going on, yeah. um, I kind of look like the big show. And so even though he's only 10 years older than me, I, I would tell people I was his son. And uh, I'd say, uh, you know, buddy love the son of show. And, uh, but uh, no, he wasn't uh, a mentor. Um, but as far as like getting into improv comedy, when I moved to Chicago in 2013, after I finally, you know, uh, uh, established and really pursued a, a relationship with the Lord, I met a guy through Craigslist, uh, Ryan McChesney, and he and I were kind of each other's laugh support in founding the uh, improv ministry. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's Michelle and I. That's how our relationship started. You know, is is one person helping the other person, and I think when you're you're in the um, midst of starting something, especially Michelle and I doing this podcast, it, it bonds you in a, mm. it, you know, a really unique way. It's just something that, that you're doing together. So is this someone that you're still performing with someone who's still, still a part of your life or. He uh, has actually moved to uh, Kansas city. Uh, mm. So, you know, we're still in each other's lives. Uh, he came up for my surprise birthday party and we uh, did an improv jam where we just uh, picked games and, uh, randomly played and it was a lot of fun uh he was actually nice. the best man at my wedding oh um, cool and so he's definitely part of my life and then um you know obviously and i, I don't want to end the uh the show without giving a, a huge shout out to my wife uh bobby uh she's uh, been my laugh support since uh, we started dating in 2014 and uh i've definitely loosened up her eye sockets because she's rolled her eyes quite a bit at my comedy <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is she a B O B B Y or B O B B I, Bobby? B O B B I E. Oh, I E. Uh, my sister is B O B B I, Bobby. That was such uh, a big issue of making sure that you you spelled her name right. No Y, no E, just B O B B I. My mom, <laughs> my mom would have to be first. Sorry, it's about. Michelle, have you done improv? I don't know if I've ever yes. asked you that. Have you? Yeah, tell us about. Yeah. It. Um. Well, when I was in college, I actually studied theater. And so we had some improv classes and things like that. And um, so, yeah, I think I like the scripted dramas, scripted comedies much better than mm. uh, improv because I I edit too much in my head. See, June, I think actually you'd be a great person for improv. You think it, it wouldn't be good because you'd be laughing. I'm I edit constantly. Mm. I'm like, oh, can't yeah. do that. Can't do that. But one of the biggest things about improv is it's supposed to be yes and. And I'm always right. going, yeah, I'm like, yeah, but maybe yeah. not. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> that's why I'm not. I, I love watching it, but don't ask me to do it. I can, but mm, it's not my forte. So you wouldn't do a yes and. You're just, no. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, granted, I've never been with anyone else that has done clean improv. So mm -hmm. I might actually quite enjoy the well-versed um, uh, truth. Oh, I, yeah. I keep I keep seeing it come up in the audition call, you know, and I'm like, mm, if I live closer. So, yeah. you know, comedian Brian Kahatsu, he uh, he's done improv for a really long time. And, and so that's the pr first person who ever really taught me. Uh, anything about improv and we actually did it um, kind of early in the pandemic just a online thing he was trying to decide whether he could teach this over uh, like uh, you know in the virtual world like how would how would I do this and so there was a few of us that he just kind of popped in a room every week for a few hours and 
I had so much fun. I would get off of there having just laughed like truly. And I'm somebody who, when I watch stand up comedians, and I, and tell me if you do this, big boy buddy love. Dave, when you watch other people do an improv, are you laughing? Because when I watch comedians like stand up, I, I just went the other night, watched eight different people. It was a fundraiser to, for our friend Bone Hampton at Zany's. And I, it was seven or eight comedians. And I think I laughed one time. And it's not I'm the person sitting like this. Like, I'm smiling. I'm listening. But I'm not laughing because I can kind of see where they're going and what they're doing. Or I've heard the material before. So I'm supportive. Michelle always laughs. I never if laugh. It's funny. I will laugh. Yes, she will always laugh. And it, and and if it is funny, I just I I don't. But improv, I like I'm I'm cracking up. I'm laughing the entire time, and I don't laugh at stand up comedians. So when you watch other people do improv, does it make you laugh, or are you like me and and just kind of figure it out like a magician who's watching someone else do a trick that you do? Yeah, I I, I tend to lean that way of. I appreciate it and I'm enjoying yes. it, but at the same time, I'm also like, I, I'm in on the game. I, I know what I kind of know where they're going. Uh, the, and there are exceptions. There are times where something will genuinely, you know, make me laugh. Um, you know, especially like with our team because uh, when they're performing or rehearsing, I can laugh because I know I'm not going to be laughing at something that I have to repent of later. Um, there's a safety <laughs> net in right, um, right. That needs to be quoted everywhere. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I have the same mentality uh, as June and, uh, and it's, it's like wrestling too. Like when I watch wrestling, I enjoy and I appreciate it, but I don't jump out of my seat and wave my hands in the air yeah. because I kind of know where it's going. And the, the only main reaction I have is when the storyteller or whoever's telling the story in the ring does something that makes no sense or an improviser does something that uh, d makes no sense where they block something or deny oh, something. Yeah. So the negative reaction, I'm like, <sighs> but the rest of the time I'm just in there appreciating and enjoying the, uh, the entertainment. Yeah. I, I'm not somebody who's a, uh you know, the other comedians are like, we want June in the office or the you know, audience. Cause she laughs so hard. I'm just, I don't, but Michelle one, she laughs at everything. And two, she has a great laugh. Like her, her giggle where mine's more of like, <laughs> like there's nothing, there's nothing like cute about my laugh at all. My, my, I've got T, you know, I've got a teenage son and my oldest son's now 22 and, and, and literally two things that annoy them is when I laugh or when I sing. Like those are the two things. They're like, those have the weirdest laugh. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, so you've been doing you've been doing the improv for a while. You know, you 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 met a guy on Craigslist, which most stories don't end positive with that. Yeah. Um, no, but you had a positive ending to your meeting a guy on Craigslist. He, he you guys end up being each other's laugh support. Yeah. And you've done you know you've done um, improv for a while, so. This this well versed comedy. Tell us about that. Tell us, tell us. You know, have you become somebody who is someone else's laugh support, where you're lifting them up and bringing them along? Yeah, uh, with the uh, with well versed comedy, we uh, minister to each other. It, uh, we recruit and we uh, accept only fellow Christians uh, from different walks of life. We've had Catholics, we've had Evangelical Free, Baptists. Uh, non-denominational. Uh, my wife and I were assemblies of God. So it, it's truly representative of the kingdom of God because we have so uh, diverse uh, 
backgrounds. And so we minister to each other. We pray for each other. And um, one of the things that has really been a blessing to me is one night we were doing a fundraiser for a group called Salt and Light Coalition. And they work with women who have survived and escaped sex trafficking. Mm. Uh, many of them have been sold into trafficking by their parents at a young age or uh, by boyfriends or close people that um, that should be protecting them instead of selling them right. for the next hit or for a few bucks. And that night when we were doing our, our performance, I felt like the Lord was leading me to share my testimony. And uh, I... I wasn't sure if I, I felt like it was because there might be somebody in the audience that needed to hear it and feel the hope, which it may well have been. But after sharing my testimony, the founder of the organization came up to me personally and said, I would love for you to teach improv to our ladies. Hmm. And uh, so since then, so it's been uh, about three years, uh, once a month, I'll teach an improv class with women who have survived sex trafficking. Hmm. And uh, wow. it's, it's, been the hugest blessing of my comedy career because number one, I, and this is something that was unstated, but it, it's clear. I'm a man going into work with women who've been hurt by men and I'm able to build a positive platonic friendship yeah. in, in the course of this class where they can hopefully see somebody that it, that proves that not all men are bad. Not all men are out to hurt you or use you or abuse you. So that to me is one of the bigger, biggest aspects of going in there is being a man that, you know, I, I refer to my wife and marriage regularly as kind of as a way to model that there are ways to have a healthy relationship. And then, uh, then we teach improv in a way that uh, improves her ability to communicate, um, helps them uh, learn how to read communication because Oh, Most of yeah. communication is is the visual aspect and not just the words. Yeah. And um, and at the end of the day, if none of that else, none of that takes takes root, for an hour or a month, they get to laugh like little girls, which they may not have ever been able to do. Um, mm. Just That's to be able to see literally the burdens of the world on their shoulders, and within a few minutes of playing bippity bippity bop or zip zap zap just to see that literally crack up and fall off and see the shoulders come up, the, the four, you know, the, the brow become relaxed and to hear them laugh when they've come in uh, literally waiting for somebody to say the wrong thing so that they could just explode on somebody. Yeah. But in a few minutes of just laughing that goes away. If it's just for an hour, it's just for an hour, but at least in that hour they could see that there is more to life than the burdens and, and the things that are hurting them. There's a little bit more. There's some hope out there. And yeah. uh, it's it's a huge blessing to be able to do that. Hmm. That's fantastic. Um, I just want to know, what is bippity boppity whatever you just said? <laughs> All right, uh, one of the games that I love teaching is it's called bippity bippity bop. So we get in a circle uh, and somebody's in the middle. They have to walk up to somebody, make eye contact and say the words bippity bippity bop and the person that they're speaking to has to say just the word bop before they do so if i'm walking and i walk up to michelle and then i look down and i say bippity bippity bop bop right yeah, i got to okay. you'd say bop before i do and if if i beat you then you're in the middle and it's not a competition because it gets silly it gets fun 
Yeah. And then we add different layers. Like sometimes uh, we'll add what's called Charlie's Angels, where now you're relying on the support of the people around you in the circle. So if I come to Michelle and I say, Charlie's Angels, the person on her right and the, on her left have to come into the middle and do the Charlie's Angels pose. Yes. And uh, if they don't get the support from the circle, then they're in the middle. Uh, so it's about teamwork, about paying attention, and and it becomes silly, and you have fun with it. And uh, it's just one of many ways just to have fun and be silly and forget that we're adults and we have to be serious because yes. we have to do adulting all the time. Yes, adulting. <laughs> you know, I was at a uh, I was at a, a conference. We just recently had uh, Jennifer O'Brien on the podcast, and I was at a conference with her, and mm-hmm. and I remember telling her that w- one of the things that she does and she's done improv and you know stand-up comedian but I said one thing that I feel like she does is kind of like what you're doing with these women is she gives people in the room permission to feel like a kid again she gives them permission I said you know yeah. she would have been that friend that you know that I would have wanted to come over and play at the house because if I was like okay we're gonna be alligators at, at a knitting party you know she would never be like alligators can't knit she'd be like okay you know and then we would pretend to be alligators who were knitting like there when I heard about what what you're doing with the women I you know the idea that that they've lost that that childhood or that ability to be able to just have a good time and let go and let loose. I I can't even imagine the gift that you are giving the women in that group. And I, I told Michelle, I said, if there is um, if there's anybody I think that that is, you know, epitomizes the idea of laugh support, man, that's it right there to take laughter mm-hmm. and to bring a little bit of joy and people who have been through something that most of us could never, ever yeah. possibly fathom. I listened just recently to um the podcast, The Reverend and Reprobate. I don't know if you mm. guys have heard them, but they had a guy on there who was, uh, he was in the one of the towers on September 11th. Mm. And wow. he ended up going around the country and was speaking after that. He was trapped. They ended up, you know, digging him out. He was uh, claustrophobic and all of that from that. And some ministry he was with had gone to another country where they were took him on a tour and showed him where women were being kept in cages and, you know, all of these things. And, and he started a ministry from there. He's like, you know, I just thought God's having me inspire people with my story about September 11th, but it actually became this whole major, um, you know, ministry as far as sex trafficking and stuff is concerned. But when you said they're in a room with a man, that they can trust. He was talking about the team of people that have to come in when people are rescued because they don't trust anybody. Right. And it makes sense that they don't. So man, I just mm-hmm. want to commend you for, for what you're doing and, and um, how you're doing it and, and who you're doing comedy mm-hmm. for. It's just a, man, it's just a huge deal. So tell me this um, as far as uh, improv and comedy goes, why do you think or do you think that it's important for people to have laugh support around them, to have people around them as they start the journey? Because you're you're kind of starting the stand up comedy journey, you know, and, and I know personally and Michelle, that can be a lonely journey because improv, you're working with people mm-hmm. and stand up. You just up there standing up, you know, and as believers, we know, I always say I'm never at the mic alone. Robert G. Lee taught me that I'm never up there alone. I'll never. The first time I went on stage at a church, he said, you, you, you know, 
you don't go up there alone in your mind. You're thinking I'm here by myself, but the Lord's with you, you know, every step, but it can feel very lonely. So how are you experiencing or what are you experiencing with the stand up part of it? And and you're very right, because with, you know, with improv, even if I'm having an off night or if I'm distracted, having somebody else to kind of pick up that slack is is so Mm -hmm. helpful. And when you're out there on the mic and it's just you, the audience and, and God, God's not necessarily taking the mic and saying, okay, what Dave meant to say Mm -hmm. was, right. Um, So (laughs) it's a different challenge, different muscles, and it's important to have life support. Um, uh, Having, you know, the, the, the words that, that you all have spoken um, like uh, on Maurice's show uh, from time to time in the backstage area, when we've talked about it, Um, it, it's important just like anything that, that you're doing for God to have support around you, to have somebody with you, to have somebody to be your Aaron and Ur lifting your arms in those moments. Oh yeah. Um, so it, it is vital. And it also harkens back to what Jesus talked about uh, with the, um, uh, the enemy being the lion walking around looking for someone to devour. Lions usually don't try to devour a pack. They look for the one that's out by themselves, the one that's struggling, the one that's got a limp, and they go after that weakest one, and you're weakest when you're by yourself. So when you have the last support around you, you have a pack, and it makes it harder Mm -hmm. for for the enemy to come in and get inroads and try to slow down or derail what God is trying to do in and through you. Uh, Of course, the enemy will never thwart God's plans. Right. But he can he can give yeah. us a little bit of a limp so we don't get yeah. we don't get there as quickly as as God was hoping for. Uh, so it's important to have people around you, and and even have people that maybe don't understand what comedy is about, but they understand you, and uh, they can be there to to see when you feel the weight of the world, and they can help kind of take that off your back so yeah. that you can get back to what God's calling you to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, Dave, we're so just thrilled that you came to be with us today. Michelle, you have the information where we can find Dave Ebert. Now, we know for sure he has a podcast because Michelle and I have been on there, Gifts for Glory, right? And yep. um, and that's super fun where you highlight people who are using their gifts uh, that God's given them to to glorify him. So that's really awesome. So we've got uh, giftsforglory.com and um, at wellversecmdy. Yeah. yeah, I, I was yes. going for uniformity and Twitter only allows so many letters. Gotcha. So yeah. I, had to, I had to have a, a little bit of a vowel movement. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. That's that's well, we are we're back to doodle sack. I'm just saying we're back to the doodle sack. <laughs> the vowel movement. So yeah, no. you can catch you can catch Davey where you can find him on Facebook, IG, Twitter, gifts for glory, and well verse CMDY comedy. IG Instagram. Oh. IG. Oh, I don't know what it. Okay, Michelle. All right. Back to Smarty Pants. Did we start with Miss Smarty Pants? All right. Well, Dave, so it's been an go. absolute pleasure. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Gifts for Glory and at Wellverse CMDY. So it's comedy without the O and the E. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There it is. And Dave, I know you've listened before. So did you, have you picked up on our um, our closing remarks, what Michelle's supposed to say? Have you Have you heard that on our podcast? I have, but before we get there, I did want to tell you all that I made sure not to brush my teeth for the show because we're on the Hot Breath Network. Oh, yes. Uh. There you go. <laughs> 
day. And that's, that's why we were drinking tea, you know, to keep the breath hot. It's not about not being clean. Yes. Come mm-hmm. on. Come Dave on, is, Dave. Dave's not afraid to Dave's not afraid to post a pun or just to throw something out there cringeworthy. That's a brave <laughs> comedian. Okay, so I would say Jesus and Junebug loves you. Do you know what Michelle's supposed to say? Uh Michelle and the Messiah want to take you higher. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I have one for you, Dave. Okay. I got one for you. All right. It said, Dave says, when you feel there's no way, remember there's Yahweh. Like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. We got it. All right. With that, we're going to wrap it up. You can check out Laugh Support anywhere you can find a podcast. Also, if you'd like to watch us, you can find us on, um, on YouTube and you can find us on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. Um, so yeah, so definitely check that out. You know, we got beautiful people on here. I mean, we got it. We got a guy who was a professional wrestler. You got to see big boy, buddy love. He's pretty amazing. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> like I said, Jesus and Junebug loves you. That's it for this episode. Tell them bye, Michelle. Bye, Michelle. Bye y'all. <laughs>